0: I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Admission. If you're a longtime San Francisco resident, it's been a while since you've heard this. If you don't live in San Francisco, what you just heard was a test of the city's emergency warning system that used to sound off every week. They were meant to alert people in the event of a life-threatening event, things like tsunamis or a terrorist attack. For years, residents were treated to those alerts echoing throughout the city every Tuesday at noon. This is a test. This is a test of the outdoor warning But that all came to an end in December 2019 when the city decided to make much-needed upgrades to the system. Since then, the project timeline has extended from two years to five, and the upgrade costs have doubled. Some city officials are saying it's important to approve those additional costs and to get the upgrades done quickly. They point to the fire disaster in Maui as proof. Before the flames obliterated everything in Lahaina, residents like Shannon Ee say there was time to activate Maui's emergency sirens. Do you think had those sirens gone off, it could have saved lives?
1: Absolutely. I, I don't think I know. We all are
0: prepared for that. We know that sound. Critics say that if the island's siren system was activated, hundreds of lives could have been saved. Last Thursday, Herman Andaya, the head of the Maui Emergency Management Agency, resigned after facing fierce backlash for this response.
1: Do you regret not sounding the sirens? I I do not.
0: Andaya maintained that the warning system was suited for tsunamis only residents would have run towards the mountains and directly into the fires. But here in San Francisco, some city officials are not taking any chances. They think any and all alerts are needed in a crisis. Today on Fifth Mission, City Hall reporter Aldo Toledo joins me to discuss how the city might fast-track emergency siren repairs that have fallen silent in recent years. Why are the upgrade costs double the original price? And when might San Francisco residents hear those weekly tests again. Aldo, welcome to 5th Emission.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Aldo, San Francisco's siren system has been around for more than 80 years. Why was the system created? What purpose has it served?
1: Well, San Francisco started its siren system about 80 years ago to essentially warn San Franciscans about earthquakes, a terrorist attack, or any kind of a threat to life in an emergency, there's 119 of them scattered across the city, and about 27 of them are in tsunami zones. And essentially how they work is you have a weekly test on Tuesdays that everybody knows, but then every once in a while they do extra tests as well. And the Department of Emergency Management essentially asks the mayor and the fire and police chief when to use them, when is an an appropriate time to use them.
0: And what have the sirens meant to San Francisco residents. I used to live in San Francisco. I heard them every week. Our former columnist, Heather Knight, called it a love-hate relationship that San Francisco residents had with it. She also called it a reliable quirk of city life. What does it mean to us people who live here?
1: Well, I mean, I think like every other icon of San Francisco, it's beloved by its residents, you know, whether it's the Golden Gate Bridge or the cable cars. Even the sirens will get some kind of love from people here. Burrito Justice, a a San Francisco Twitter personality who hosts a weekly radio show and starts it with the siren sound. He starts it every day at noon on Tuesdays. And, you know, there's some other big fans. Heather Knight wrote about a, a Muni bus driver and poet who has written numerous odes to the silent sirens. And even Aaron Peskin, when I was speaking to him about the story, told me that it was like an alarm clock reminding him that it needed to go to the Board of Supervisors and gavel in those meetings. So it really is like a as much a part of everyday life in San Francisco as hearing those cable car sounds or anything else.
0: Yeah, when I lived in San Francisco, the sirens reminded me it was lunchtime, and I think that's <laughs> probably the case with other residents too. But the sirens have gone quiet since 2019, and that was for repairs and upgrades what kinds of fixes are needed?
1: Essentially, the city has to bring this system into the 21st century. It's been going on for 80 years, so it needs to be able to resist attacks from hackers. Actually, a incident in Dallas, there was somebody who actually hacked into those sirens and blared really horrible sounds all over the neighborhood for about two hours in the middle of the night. The sirens
0: went off a little before midnight Friday. Firefighters had to go out to each siren and manually shut it off. That process took more than four hours. Oh, my God, that sounds terrible.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's pretty crazy. And the idea is that we don't want anything like that to happen here in San Francisco, so we need to bring this system into the 21st century. The work was supposed to be done by now, but it's actually taken far longer due to cost overruns and the effects of the pandemic. So
0: Supervisor Aaron Peskin is the city leader that wants to fast track these upgrades. And he spoke to you about why he's pushing that effort. What did he share with you?
1: Well, Supervisor Peskin told me that the situation in Maui and all of the warning systems that were necessary there, you know, that situation really brought to light to him the necessity of this project and actually getting it done. So he told me that He's going to be introducing some legislation in September in order to get this funding. And really, it's, it's because of the attention that so many Californians had, not only for Maui, but to all of the other different disasters around the state. He wants to make sure that San Francisco is ready to warn people in every possible way of danger.
0: Why have the costs of upgrading San Francisco's sirens more than doubled? And where would that money come from? Aldo Toledo will explain after the break. You're listening to Fifth and Mission. You can support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Aldo Toledo, the tragedy in Maui is highlighting the urgency to upgrade San Francisco's sirens. But why has the project been delayed by three years and is running over budget? What has happened?
1: Well, essentially, the Department of Emergency Management had appropriated funds for this in 2019. But just a few months later, the coronavirus pandemic started in full force and the city really had to reshift focus to that public health emergency. And... Because of that, the Sirens project was put on the back burner. It's overrun in costs in part because of the price of labor, the fact that the city has deprioritized this. When you have a capital improvement project that has a set deadline, you want to have it done at that time. Otherwise, you fear running over in costs
0: and Peskin points out that projects running over budget and taking forever is a broader issue in San Francisco, especially when it comes to getting infrastructure projects done. What did he have to say about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, he believes that the city has been pushing and pushing the can down the road on so many of these infrastructure issues. We have many capital improvements that we need to do in the city, not only to deal with climate change, but to like with the sirens, get them up to date to contemporary times. And, you know, I think that the city is obviously no stranger to things going over cost. The Central Subway ran over budget. The Van Ness Rapid Transit project ran over budget. The Bay Bridge ran over budget. But I think really this project is just kind of not on the top of the priority list for a lot of city leaders right now. When the pandemic happened, all of the emergency departments were focused on making sure that everybody was safe during that time. And we are still kind of dealing with the after effects of that. So that's why it's taken so long to get this off the ground. This new money that Aaron Peskin has identified is you know, one opportunity to expedite this project as much as possible, given how much attention that there has been lately to so many emergencies like in Lahaina, or even the, the fires that have spread throughout the state in recent years.
0: Well, we also know, although that San Francisco is facing a tight budget, what bucket of funds would these siren upgrades dip into?
1: So the the funds come from actually like a set of good news in a way. The Laguna Honda Hospital, which was threatened with closure last year, was actually recertified by the state last week. The city set aside $96 million as a contingency fund in order to deal with the possible fallout of not getting certified again. Obviously, that never happened. And so that $96 million is available for the supervisors to really decide what to do with. And, you know, $5 million is what Aaron Peskin is asking to be set aside for the siren project, which should get done in about a year if it does get approved by the supervisors.
0: Well, like you mentioned, the fire disaster in Maui has raised this broader question about how governments should invest in emergency alert systems. But Why might some San Francisco residents not want to prioritize these sirens? Obviously, the city's dealing with a lot of different kinds of issues that need a lot of money. Are there other options available?
1: Well, city leaders are always debating about what to prioritize and what not to prioritize. The capital improvements plan, the budget, essentially was slashed in half during this most recent budget negotiation. And Peskin kind of saw the writing on the wall with that and saw that this siren project would likely be delayed, you know, even more. But, you know, I think there's some people who believe that there are different ways to alert folks about danger. There's Alert SF, which is the most used Uh, like an opt-in emergency alert system. Anyone who lives in San Francisco can use it. It actually even gives you text alerts based on your zip code. San Francisco emergency department and emergency officials are able to use that to uh, warn people. And, you know, there are even ways that emergency departments can even text message you directly. But, you know, there are some redundancies that are necessary in a warning system. And I think that's what Aaron Peskin and some others would say, is that the sirens are part of the warning system framework or or structure in the city. And, you know, just as necessary as some of these other alert systems.
0: So where do we go next with this process? Has work started on any of these upgrades or is it just pending this budget approval?
1: So no, no actual work has been done on this project yet. I think that's what's frustrating a lot of people, uh, including Aaron Peskin. And the next step is essentially for President Paskin to introduce a legislation appropriating those funds – And that vote will come into the Board of Supervisors at some point. He's already heard from the uh, mayor's office. Mayor London Breed has said that she will support a plan to prioritize the Sirens project. But she didn't say which uh, funds that that would come out of. I think she has uh, some different ideas about how to get money for that project.
0: Aldo, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Aldo Toledo covers City Hall for The Chronicle. Find his story about San Francisco's sirens and his other reporting online at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thank you to Keith Menconi for producing this episode, Laura Wennis for the production help, and Gary Baca for the edits. Thanks for listening.